Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, welcome to 2023. Welcome to 2023. This is the second episode we're dropping of the new year, Mm -hmm. but it's the first episode we're producing in the new year. Right. New year, same old boring same ass you. shit. I don't do that resolution shit. It's for the week. Well, it's a new year, new me, and I need to jump back on that 75 hard train. Please don't. I'm not going to, John. Thank you. I'm going to spare you, my children, and my wife. Mm-hmm. But I do need to lean hard er. back into the 75 hard lifestyle. What that means is, look, I had this trip to Costa Rica that was planned out two and a half years ago. It's an awards trip that my company is putting on for Mm -hmm. some of their top achievers. And that trip is only about nine weeks away. And Mm -hmm. I want to feel my best and look my best, John. The rich coast. Where are you going to Costa Rica? I have no idea. It's dope. I know this. I know that wherever it is, it's not where JetBlue flies direct. Mm. It's on the other side of the – it's not an island, but the other side of the country. Peninsula or some shit. Yep. So I do know that I'm flying from Orlando to Miami, Miami to Costa Rica. But once I get there, it's only going to be like a 25-minute drive, and we're at the resort. We'll do like our obligatory work meetings, and then everything else is going to be just a celebration. So that's why you're doing something hard, so you have a rock-hard body for when you go to Costa Rica? Because I want to be mentally at my best. I want to be physically feeling good about myself. There you go. Yes, coming off of – Really and truly coming off of the the half Ironman leading through the holidays, mm, I kind of like yeah. embraced my inner frozen. Who, I kind of let it go. Who cares? You lived your life. I lived my life. Yep. Um, no, lots, lots good going on. For those that have checked out tloponline.com, you'll see that JC has some of our uh, live events that oh, are coming up. Events, yep. yep. So we're going to be, um, well, first I'm speaking virtually mm-hmm. to a bunch of young professionals. Speaking of UCF. Mm-hmm. To a bunch of young professionals through one of their organizations. So I'm speaking to them. It's like this adulting series that they have mm-hmm. for recent grads. I'm sure it's probably like 22 to 32 year olds would be my guess. Then I'm going to head over to Tampa. January 31st is the actual date. Okay. Uh, heading over to Tampa and we are going to do a TLOP event. Pew, 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 pew. Pretty sure it's going to be a free event. Pew, 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 pew. By free, it's because we're going to have three sponsors of the event, which means nothing's ever free when you have a sponsor Correct. because you have to allow those sponsors time to pitch their product and pitch their service. Mm-hmm. I will do my best to keep that to a minimum, mm-hmm. but in order to do a free event, so you do need someone to underwrite it, yep. but we're going to drive over there to the event. I'm going to bring some of the TLOP faculty with me nice. and we're going to do a half day event free for mortgage loan originators that are in and around the 727. Nice. 72813. 813727. Oh, yeah, 727 St. Pete. Oh, yeah. Shout out 727. 727. Yeah, 813. 813. You're right. 813 is Tampa, yeah. 727 St. Pete. Pete. My brain is always at St. Pete Beach, right? So Postcard in. Postcard in. Wow. Wow. We should do a TLAP Live. Like, what is that? The MTV shit they used to do on the beach? Remember? And we should oh, do that for yes. TLAP Postcard in. Like, TLAP Live event on the fucking beach. If anyone has a hookup <laughs> at Postcard in, I love that place. Oh, Absolutely shit. love that place. We should be able to come over and do an entire T-Lop Can event imagine? at the PCI. Branded volleyballs, T-shirts. Oh, 
That would be that tiki bar. Yep. Yes. See? Yes. This That's is a how, good time. See? That is straight up. A, for y'all, those that don't know the postcard in, it is adult spring break. Yes. It, in fact, the hotel is spring break quality. Yeah, don't. If, you, if you're picking up my drift there. But it is a good time to be had by all. I mean, literally from 22 to 82 and everywhere Yo, in between. Real talk. It is a great time. Okay, but we didn't come here to pimp out the postcard, and we came here, Dustin. We got pimped some shit out, though, John. We talked about the website. We talked about YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Hey, y'all, listen, listen, listen. If you like this and you want us to continue all the way through the end of 2023, we have one request. Like us. Share us. Tell somebody. Visit the website. Become at least a freemium member. Shit, it's free. That's why it's called freemium membership. Yep. There, there we is, go. There That's is. the business side, John. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the business side. So for today, Dustin, what are we going to talk about? I think let's jump into the, the the new year talking about how to break into the mortgage industry. It's going to be very mortgage specific. Okay. Okay. So I guess if you made it this far and you're hoping that we're talking about things like budgeting or wealth generation or give career advice, we may, we may, but it's going to be very specific to the mortgage industry. Good. And it's going to be most specific to people who are looking to break in as mortgage loan originators mm. or even specific to those who've been recently laid off mm. and they are looking for new career opportunities. Okay. And this, like every episode, is the world according to us. Right. Right. That's it. It's the world according to us based on our years of experience, based on what we do on the daily, which is coaching loan officers which is coaching business owners, which is coaching branch managers, which is running a large regional production operation for a retail mortgage banker. Mm -hmm. It's also years and years of helping consumers obtain home loans, Mm -hmm. giving advice to those purchasing their largest transaction of their life. Mm -hmm. That is the content that we bring. We try to do so in an entertaining way, as well as in a formative way. And occasionally, if we are dialed in, we're going to motivate and inspire along the way. Well said. So this episode, although, is going to be geared towards mortgage professionals, I'm pretty confident, based on my experience in life and in the business world, many of the themes resonate. Mm -hmm. So maybe you should tune in. Yeah, you already made it this far. You've already made it this far. Dummy. All right. So where to start, you may want to ask me. Yeah. I'm going to start with a newly licensed mortgage loan originator because that is a question we receive the most. It's like, okay, I've been on Rocky's Study Buddy Facebook. I've purchased Celeste's um, grid, her, her grid. I've been on the, the arms class. Took me three attempts, and I finally... I finally have passed. Give me a job. Now what? Right. And what you're realizing is this is a normal market. Normal. It's not crazy gangbusters the way that we saw in the 2011, 12, 13 timeframe where big banks were doing a ton of what were called HARP refinance. HARP stood for Home Affordability Refinance Program. Mm -hmm. That was a way for lenders and banks to refinance underwater homeowners. So there's a massive hiring surge during that time period. This is not during the COVID pandemic where we saw interest rates go from like four and a half percent down to 2.75 and 
everyone and their brother refinance some multiple times. And we saw this absolute feeding frenzy when it came to purchasing of homes. Nope. This is going to be a normal market. 2022 that we just came from was a not normal market. That was a correction year. The beginning of 2023, we've talked about this dozens mm -hmm. of times on this show, is going to be a rough start. But we are very much predicting getting back to normal, whatever that is, by the time we get to the middle of 2023. So if you are a newly licensed mortgage loan originator, please know that finding a job is going to be difficult. I think that's just good to know. So if you want to know what well, then, Dio, how do I break into this industry? Let me teach you things that would work for me as a hiring manager. I need you to separate yourself. I need you to stand out from the crowd, right? If I was just trying to put warm butts in cold seats, then I could just go to the local Gold Coast School of Becoming an LO and literally just have them send me every newly licensed loan originator, right? I could reach out to Rocky, who I'm friends with, say, Rocky, who are some of your best students that you love the most? And I'm looking to hire. But at the end of the day, this is a industry that for the most part, this is an industry that requires you to have a skill set that you don't currently have. It requires you to have a following that you don't currently have. So just because you have your license doesn't mean you bring much value, right? What value do you bring to a, a bank or a credit union when you don't speak mortgage? You haven't closed 50 or 100 transactions. You don't know how to run a US. You don't know how to correctly submit a file to processing. Not much. What value to, do you bring to a company like a land home or like a guild or like a Waterstone or like a fairway when not only do you not know what you're doing, but you also don't have this track record of generating X amount of referrals per month per week, per day, right? 30 referrals a month or five referrals a week or one referral a day. You don't. Okay. So for the most part, and maybe they didn't tell you this in school, but we're here to tell you today, you're a dime a dozen. You are a dime a dozen. You are like any other person who woke up saying, I want to open a restaurant. I want to open a dance school. I want to start a food truck. All right. Where's your proof of concept? Where's your, your, your track record? Oh, you don't have one. All right, cool. You're auditioning for that opportunity. I think that's what's maybe not spoken about. It needs to be, needs to be spoken about. That's why we're doing the show today. Mm -hmm. So here's what I would do if I was in your shoes. If I were in your shoes, the very first thing I'm going to do is I'm gonna start networking like crazy, literally. You need to reach out to 10 realtors in your market. You need to explain to them what you're trying to do, which is you're trying to find a fantastic career opportunity with a local lender. And you need to ask them who is their favorite lender. Any good realtor has at least one, if not two favorite lenders. You might not know 10 realtors. John, do you know 10 realtors? Mm, not off the top of my head. No. 
if I said, John, I need you to call 10 realtors, do you know where you would start? Hell yeah. Where? Facebook. Okay. Facebook. Mm -hmm. Google. Mm -hmm. Right? They both work. Yeah. Right? I could Google best realtor in insert city. Mm -hmm. Best realtor in insert market. Mm -hmm. I could go to Facebook and I could ask my Facebook friends looking for a good realtor in insert city. Mm -hmm. And then ding, 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 ding. Right? This is how it works. If you want it, right? And it is a successful career as a mortgage loan originator, then this is where you have to get started. If you're not willing to do this, that's the barrier of entry, right? In college, that was like the course mm -hmm. that weeded out the pretenders from the professionals. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is it. This is what I'm telling you to do. If you want to land that opportunity that you seek, it's going to take some upfront work. You're not going to find the job that you want on Indeed. Um, if Monster was still around, damn, yeah, right. You're not going to find it on Monster either. What do you find like if you're a newer LO? Uh, what are some pitfalls? Like the first thing they do, like week one, are they spending all their time looking, trying to familiarize themselves with programs, products, and guidelines, or do they spend time trying to network? Like you, I want to circle back to that, but right now we're talking about getting getting okay, hired, okay, okay. right? Getting hired, all right? Um, and if you're kind of nudging me along saying, D.O., you need to speed up. Yeah, I'm still on vacation mode. I will do that for you, John. All right, I, just, I, I will speed up. But uh, but I because that, that's a great question. But if I answer it, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole right. and I'm not going to be able to finish this, this right, thought. Fin so yeah, go ahead. hold that thought for okay. me, okay? Fingers crossed. So the first thing that these loan officers who are newly licensed, who are trying to break into the mortgage industry need to do, they need to call 10 realtors in their local market and have those 10 realtors refer them to a lender. They then need to call those lenders and say, hey, I just spoke to John over at Remax. Mm. He gave me your name and number. I'm a newly licensed mortgage loan originator and I'm looking for a career opportunity. Hmm. Is your company hiring? Would your company be a good fit for someone who is newly licensed? What advice would you have for, for someone like me? If you're not hiring, do you know who is? If your company is not a good fit for someone who's newly licensed, do you know who is? Right, because you have to go out there, you have to fulfill your own destiny. You have to make the magic happen. That's one way I would do it. The other way is I would go on Facebook and I would look for various industry events going on in my market. It could be a women's council of realtors. It could be a uh, blank association of mortgage professionals. It could be a mortgage bankers association event. I would start attending the events that these real estate and mortgage professionals attend. I'd be well-dressed. I'd make good eye contact. I would meet as many people and I'd let everyone hear my story. And my story is I'm a newly licensed mortgage loan originator who's looking for my first career opportunity. Do you know who is hiring? Who should I be talking to in this market? Who does really good with, with people who are newly licensed like me? I'll try to stay, stay away from using the word newbie, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, from newbies like me or inexperienced, but look, I'm people in my situation. I come with this skill set, whatever it is, insert your skill set. And I am licensed, but I do need a career opportunity. That's what you're going to have to do to get noticed. It's going to take work. It may be 30, 60, 90 days, but the more phone calls you make, the more connections you, you create and the more upfront you are about your intentions, the faster you will achieve what you're trying to do, which is landing your first career opportunity. And that's something I want to focus on career opportunity. This is not a job. It's a career, 
right? This is not a side hustle. It is a career. You're looking for your first career opportunity. Your first opportunity may be a, a, an opportunity in a company that you, you stick to for 15, 20 years. That would be amazing. We have plenty of people who work with us here at Waterstone Mortgage where their first opportunity was Waterstone and they're working on seven, nine, 12 years mm -hmm. as successful mortgage loan originators. We have other people that they got their start here, but this isn't where they work now. We have many people who came to work here, but that's not where they got their start, mm -hmm. right? That's, you know, that's life. It's how business operates. So you need to find out who's the best opportunity for you today. And we coach this and we talk about it, but the best opportunity is not the one in which pays the best commission. It is not the one in which um, offers some crazy product. It's the one that has a leader who is local, who's going to invest in you and support you as you grow, because getting through those first two years is crucial. That's where people fail. That's where people die. That's where their careers are halted. They're cut short is they don't have the ability to, to make the first two years. So what is important to you is the company that you select has a track record of supporting newly licensed loan originators to help them survive the first two years. After you survive those first two years, now you know what you're doing because you, because you've closed 40, 50, 60 plus loans because you've gone out and developed some form of a referral network. On day 731, if I did my math correct, correctly mm -hmm. there, that's the beginning of your third year in, in your career. Maybe at that time you assess, is where I'm working the best place for me for the next three, five, or seven years? Hopefully the answer is yes. But if it's not, then if you made the right decision up front, if you networked like crazy up front, if you had enough interviews where they interviewed you and you interviewed them, then you're in a good spot. That's where you want to be. That's where you need to flourish. But that's where I also see mortgage loan originators go foul, hmm. get sideways, not set themselves up for success is they don't network like crazy to find the best opportunities in the market. They don't do a good enough job of selling themselves when they go on those opportunities. They take the first job that's available mm. and they take it for all the wrong reasons. And by the way, there's only one right reason because that company is going to support you. That company is going to train you, mentor you, et cetera. Are there companies out there that kind of let, let it be known that we will not hold your hand, but you're more than welcome to come here? Yes, most, really? most. And I think that's something else for someone who's just breaking into the industry for them to understand. Many of us, myself included, my business partners included, most of our branch managers included, we didn't have podcasts to listen to. We, we didn't have all this training readily available, right? Coaching with companies like Todd Duncan or The Core or Mortgage Marketing Animals, that wasn't even like a thing. So all of us got started like the old fashioned way, which is either sink or swim, figure it out, homie. Like that was how we did it. Y'all today are kind of spoiled that training, development, coaching, and mentorship has, has made a turn for the better. It's still nowhere close to where it could be, mm -hmm. but it's made a turn for the better. Um, but there are plenty, plenty that don't hire inexperienced, that don't hire people who don't already have a book of business. When I got in the business 18, 19 years ago, Literally job posting said, do not call unless you have a million dollar a month book of business. Mm. Meaning if you're not funding a million dollars a month, we will not talk to you.
right? It says must have two years experience. So that is still a headwind that many new, new licensed people are going to have to uh, overcome. I think you overcome it by first networking like crazy, doing the things like, that we talked about, attending the events, calling the realtors, then cold calling the the mortgage loan originators that the realtors refer, mm -hmm. and selling yourself, explaining who you are, what your background is, what it is you're trying to accomplish, and ask for the help. Ask for the connection. And when someone tells you no, ask them, okay, who do you know that is, or who do you know that does? Because eventually, when you do land the job, you're gonna have to, do, to apply that same skill set with what you said, or what you're asking me about, which is building your book of business. Like that's step two. Right now, we're just trying to like break through the clutter. And then I have to ask you to ask yourself, why would you hire you? How do you look? How do you sound? How do you dress? What is your experience? What is your background? Why would you hire you? And you need to be ready to pitch and present to one salesperson to another why they need, why you're worth taking a chance on. Not the other 80 people who are in your NMLS pre-licensing course. No, why are you the person that's worth taking a chance? Who do you know? If you showed up to an interview, are you showing up with a list of 40 realtors that you plan on calling on your first week or two in the industry? Are you showing up with 100 names of friends and family that you're going to reach out to to offer a free mortgage review or to ask them for names and numbers of local realtors and home builders so that you can continue to build out your network, continue to make your calls, and attempt to get meetings, right? These are things that mm -hmm. set yourself apart. Are you showing up to an interview and you're already through Xenix's ground school or you're already enrolled in the MBA's School of Mortgage Loan Origination? Right. Right. These are things that stand out. Do, do you have a story that, like of someone in the past, like a rookie LO that started that really blew your way? Like that you can recall, like, oh, there's a someone in your past, like, hey, there's a first, there's a new LO that really impressed me. And what did they do in particular? I mean, nothing that stands out. I've had some interviews where I'm like, wow, this person projects really well. Mm -hmm. Right. They're well spoken. They showed up uh, dressed appropriately. They asked really good questions. I could tell that they were intelligent. I could tell that they were competitive. And most importantly, they shared a story about how they stood out in a previous career, right? They were recognized in a previous career for being the best at something. So that is one thing that does stand out to me that when you're out there trying to create your own destiny, make sure you have that signature story where you can share with someone how you overcame adversity, how you had stood out and were recognized for being the best at something, right? So, so I mean, I, I can, other than that, like I will tell you what it takes to make it. Mm -hmm. And this is going to answer your question. You want to come back and answer your question or re-ask your question? Sure, I forgot. What, what, so week number one, I'm an LO. What should I be focused on? Should I be focused on learning my programs, programs, products, and guidelines? Or should I be out there networking? Or should I just kind of sit there and just wait for my pipeline to fill up? Well, John, we've done episodes on this. It's your job to get a lead. That's your job. A lead a day. So what do you need to be focused on? No, you need to be focused on getting a lead a day. When you get that lead, you need to have some kind of a mentor or manager in your back pocket, in your branch, that can help you work that lead. And you'll learn as you grow. We did an awesome mm -hmm. interview with, with Kayla from Jacksonville. Yeah. Right, Kayla Michelle, shout out Kayla Sharp. Uh, by the way, Kayla, if you're listening, 
and you still have some Jags hookups, man, right, that right. playoff game, right. that playoff game this Saturday, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not a playoff game yet. It's actually it's it's Jacksonville, Tennessee. The winner will make the playoffs. There you go. Anyhow, uh, but it was Kayla that shared with us. Mm-hmm. She learned as she grew. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing you need to do as a loan originator is let everyone in your circle of influence know what you do for a living and how they can help you. What do you do for a living? You help people achieve the dream of homeownership. You help people recognize whether or not their current home loan solution is the best home loan solution for them. That's what you do for a living. What is your job? Your job is to network with as many people who work in the real estate industry because they have clients who need your services. So your circle of influence needs to know what you do for a living and then how they can help you. How they can help you is would you recommend a home builder or a realtor to me? Who do you know that sells real estate for a living? Who do you know that builds homes for a living? I don't need you to do anything else, John. Just give me their name and their number. I'll call them and I'll let them know that you referred me. But then what I want to do is I want to sit down and talk to them about their business and find ways that I can bring value to their business. That's what you do week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, week 120, mm-hmm. right? Week 3000, that's what you do for a living. I mean, your job is to bring loans in the door, make the phone ring. You will learn how to do a loan by all the questions and all the inquiries and by actually working on a loan file. I mean, think about how doctors learn the job. They do an internship, right? Mm-hmm. What is the internship called? Do you know? An, an apprentice? I don't know. For no, doctors? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, so, like you, so you go to medical school, mm-hmm. you graduate, but you still have to go and you still have to work, mm-hmm. um, do your rounds, uh, fellowship, internship. Oh, my God. What a brain fart. I should know this because I've taught it and spoken, but <laughs> nonetheless, y'all be like, Dio, he's a freaking idiot. <laughs> now I'm just having a senior moment. That's what happens. When a you're senior 44. moment. Hey, when you're 44 and you start getting ARP stuff in the mail, then, um, so yes, uh, you learn by doing, you, you learn by, by doing underneath someone else. That's why it's so important that you have a really good mentor in your back pocket and that you're not left trying to, to learn it on your own. Look, there are resources. You can spend the sixteen or eighteen hundred dollars on Zenix Crown School. You can spend money to go through the Mortgage Bankers Association School of Loan Origination. Mm-hmm. Sure, but you learn by doing. That's that's how you learn. So week one, week one, besides making sure you have business cards and making sure you have your LinkedIn profiles up and running and mm-hmm. your Facebook is 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 up to date and all that good jazz and your computer works and your email works, mm-hmm. like besides all of that, yeah, you gotta let people know what you do for a living and how they can help you. Then you have to get out there and just spread the word. It's your job to network. The, the more people you know, the more opportunities you have to help someone. The more opportunities you have to help, the more loans you close, the more loans you close, the more money you make. Mm-hmm. But Rome wasn't built overnight, so you may work your butt off for those first 12 weeks and have 60 one-on-one appointments but don't expect to start closing loans until the next 12 weeks because the work you do today, you get paid for in 90 days. Oh, shit. Yes. The work you do today, you get paid for in 90 days. And it is very much a compounding effect, right? So you're not as good those first six weeks as you are the last six weeks of making the sales calls. So those first six weeks, although you made 30 sales calls, 
from an effectiveness, it may be as, as effective as doing 10 sales calls because you weren't good. It's okay not to be good. It is okay. It's expected. What's not okay is not to get better. How long should I how long should I expect to wait before I start to feel comfortable at my job? I know you say give it 2 years before you really start to close some stuff, but after how long should I feel comfortable enough like hey, I, I kind of know what Man, I'm for our hardcore T-loppers out there, I apologize you got to hear this again. This is the world according to DO, according to me. You do not deserve the name badge of loan officer until you've closed 10 loans. You won't be comfortable until you've closed 40, 50 loans, you won't be good until you close 100 loans and you won't be a expert until you close 200 loans. I'm confident in that 200 number. I'm confident in that 100 number, right? The 10 number I'm even confident in. Now, where I say the varying like of comfort, some people get comfortable after 20 transactions, some people it takes 50, okay? but. You got to close 10 to just be be able to know what you know, just to be able to stand up and say, yep, I am a mortgage loan originator. Now I'm licensed, right? I'm licensed means I've done something many others haven't done. Right. But until you close 10, that's when you can say, yep, I am a mortgage loan originator. Close 40 or 50 and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm experienced. I know what I'm doing. Close 100, you're like, yep, I'm good. Close 200, you're like, I'm an expert. Nice. And now how long, like what was time frame wise, if I'm a newer LO, like I should expect to close 10 loans, it should take me five months. If I should expect to close 40 loans, it should take me X months. Is there like a certain scale you would say like, hey, this is how you progress as a loan officer to make sure you're, you know, not falling behind, but not exceeding maybe just middle of the pack. Like, what would you say? If you don't close 12 loans in your first 12 months, there's an issue. Mm -hmm. There's an issue. Effort is probably not there. Yes, I said it you're probably not trying hard enough. If you closed over 48, you killed it. Mm. And for everyone else, it's going to be somewhere in the middle, right? I, I would, I would tell someone that, you know, your goal realistically should be 18 to 24. That should be your goal. Anything from 24 to 36, you celebrate anything over 36 know that you did something really special. Now keep in mind, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about mortgage loan originators who are self-sourced. Self-sourced. There are plenty that went and worked for a home builder, at which point they were shooting fish in a barrel. I'm not saying you didn't work hard. I'm not saying you didn't put in long hours. I'm not saying it wasn't stressful, but you should close three times as much working for a home builder. Same thing if you work for a bank and that bank provides you referral sources such as bank tellers, bank branch managers, mm -hmm. private wealth managers, et cetera. The bank has past clients or current clients who are already coming in. Mm -hmm. That number very well may be a multiple, a two or a three multiple. And then if you work in consumer direct, which fortunately for us on this podcast, unfortunately for those that come from this world, consumer direct is all but dead right now. Mm because mortgage rates went from three and a half percent to 7%. Now they're back down closer to six, but consumer direct does really good in a refi market. They do really good when, when rates are falling, not when, when rates are rising. If you're in a consumer direct world, oh, five X those numbers. Like literally, if you don't close 60 in your first year, you're probably fired, but we're not currently working in a, in a consumer direct. So the numbers I just gave is for people who are newly licensed, they're coming in 
and they're working in a place where it is self-sourced, they are building their own book of business. Because here's the benefit of when you build your own book of business, nobody can take that away from you. That's you. That's your name. That's your likeness. That's your thoughts, your way of operating, who you choose to work for doesn't necessarily dictate the units and volume you produce, but it's the hardest thing to do. It's the hardest thing to do is to get out there and build that book of business. But most people who tune into us, that's what they're trying to aspire to do because that's how you become a, that is how you become a mortgage millionaire. That is how you build a sustainable book of business that'll feed you and your family for a lifetime and more than likely give you an unlimited income potential. But you have to be the person who controls the lead. You first have to break into the industry. And that's how we launched this particular episode. Now, the same same exact thing applies. Like, let's say you're consumer direct. Like yesterday, I received a resume from someone whose experience is nine years of consumer direct. Mm. In nine years, this individual has had seven jobs. He is saying, finally, raising his hand, saying, I want to do what you do for a living, T.O. I want to be self-generated. I want to go out there and build my own book of business. Okay, guess what? The same rules apply to him as they do to anyone who's newly licensed coming out of Rocky's group. Mm -hmm. Right? All the same advice. You got to stand out. Okay, you're coming from Consumer Direct. That means you don't have a book of business. That means you may have never done a purchase in the past two or three years or at all. Damn. I work in the purchase market. That operates a lot different than a refi market. The way that you run your pipeline, the way that you talk to borrowers, Mm -hmm. the type of communication you give, like it's different. So if I'm going to hire someone in, the benefit of someone coming from Consumer Direct is they already know there's a T in mortgage. They know something about programs, products, and guidelines. They know something about what it means to take a file from start to finish. But they might not know it the way that is necessary to be successful in this world, which means there's going to have to be some relearning to do. And sometimes, by the way, relearning something is harder than learning for the first time because <laughs> mm-hmm. we have to go back and fix bad habits. Yep that they didn't know were bad habits. So now I have to tell someone that's a bad habit, by the way, and we need to fix it. And then there's going to be pushback. That's not a bad habit. It worked for all this times in my career. I'm like, yes, when you worked consumer direct, when you were 99% refi. Mm -hmm. So this advice about standing out and getting out there and networking and like making yourself valuable and putting a spotlight on yourself, that applies to people who are, who are leaving consumer direct, which there's a, ton of those people and not all of them are going to be able to find their way in the mortgage industry. They're going to find their way outside the mortgage industry and that's okay. It's a part of life. And then there's, you know, definitely people who are being laid off right now. Now, some are being laid off because they're low producers. It's expensive for a branch or a mortgage company to carry a low producer. You would think, oh, well, I'm hundred percent commission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But guess what? I have to spend X amount of dollars on the LOS, X amount of dollars on the CRM, X amount of dollars on licensing, X amount of dollars on IT, X amount of dollars on computers, X amount of dollars on CRM, X amount of dollars on health benefits, ooh, X amount of dollars on on, uh, maybe liability insurance. Mm -hmm. So no, there is a dollar amount that is carried even on someone who's 100% commissioned. So when those people are being laid off due to low production, they too may have to reinvent themselves. They too may need to listen to this episode and act as if they were a Mm -hmm. newly licensed loan originator 
and then ask yourself, why would someone take a chance on me? What is it that I bring to the table that they're going to want to invest their experience in, their technology in? And is that enough? It might not be, right? And that's something that, that's the conversation I think that someone looking to break into a certain company, break into this industry has to have with the person in, on the other side of the mirror is, am I what they are looking for? And John, I'm asking you this question. If you don't know if you are what people are looking for, do you know the best way to find out? Ask your mother? No. What is it? Your mother will lie to you. <laughs> your mother will straight up lie to you because she loves you. Right. Ask them. Ask them. Pick up the phone. Even if you if you originally do it as just like you're a reporter, pick up the phone and call five local lenders and say, hey, I'm doing some research on behalf of newly licensed loan originators. What are three or five qualities that you look for in order to hire someone? Do the research. Ask them. They'll tell you. Then you can sit down and have a heart to heart with mm -hmm. yourself and say, A, is that me? Or B, if it's not me, am I willing to do the things that are going to be required of me? Right? I only want to bring on a rookie loan officer. This is Dustin Owen representing one branch at Waterstone Mortgage. Right? Now, if I wasn't at Waterstone and I was working at insert mortgage company name here, I promise you it would still be me. But this is not. Eric Putt, who also works at Waterstone Mortgage, or mm -hmm. Corey Johnson, who also works at Waterstone Mortgage, or Travis Howard, right? This also isn't uh, Christy Service, who 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 works at Geneva, mm -hmm. right? And it's not Brian Clute, who works at Fairway, right? This is me. I have learned over a decade of hiring dozens, probably 40, 50 rookie loan originators, some of which have turned out to be top producers, some of which are total flops. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a group in the middle of that. I will not bring on a rookie loan originator who literally would not run through a brick wall to pick up $100, would not swim through icy cold waters because I said that they couldn't or they won't. I only want to hire a rookie who is salivating at the opportunity to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Someone who says, you're going to Costa Rica? What do I need to do to earn that trip? Someone who's asking me questions like, who's your rookie of the year? What records do I need to, to what, what records are already set that I'm going to break? That's what I've learned after a decade of hiring inexperienced, newly licensed loan originators who don't already have a book of business. I'm only going to bring you on if you have that fire in your eyes, if you just had that grumbling in your belly, right? This is gonna gross some people out, but literally someone who's willing to sniff the farts out of a seat cushion, if it means they get the leftover change that's stuck underneath the couch. That's the person I want. You have to ask yourself, if you're interviewing with me, is that who I am? Because I do hire rookies. We do onboard them, but only the right ones. And I'm going to be looking for that chip on your shoulder. Where's that chip on your shoulder, John? How many times have you been doubted in life and you had to overcome your doubters? John, share some stories with me. What are some times in your life when you've been recognized as being the best at something? 
right? My buddy, Mike Williams, he was the best at selling cars at his dealership, right? Casey McElroy, he was voted team captain at a D1 university for their baseball team. And his whole life was doubted because he was undersized, right? Those are things that, that, that I look for when, when hiring. Now we haven't touched on this last, um, tidbit. Yeah. You can call it a tidbit. I'm trying to category. Okay. Category of people trying to break into the mortgage industry, mm -hmm. loan officer, assistants, mortgage processors, closers, mm -hmm. et cetera. Here is what I would tell you about breaking into the mortgage industry. Because by the way, there's great careers to be had as a mortgage processor, mm -hmm. as a mortgage loan originator assistant, mm -hmm. as a underwriter. underwriter. Mm -hmm. Look, those jobs are scarce right now. They are very hard to come by. We have too many underwriters. We have too many closers. We have too many loan officer assistants. We have too many processors. So for you to try to break into an industry that already has too many, mm -hmm. you got to know it is an uphill climb that is littered with ice, debris, and freshly falling snow. I mean, it just is. There's no way to, to cut it. It's not saying that's how it's going to be. At some point, many of these people will retire. At some point, volume will pick back up. It, it, it always does. And typically what happens is companies go through rounds of layoffs or reductions in force or force mergers and acquisitions or just total failure, which we're still experiencing in the mortgage industry and will for the next three or four months. It's okay. It's part of life, kind of like death and taxes. Mm -hmm. Please know that after winter, spring comes and we're very much going to experience winter. And then we're also going to experience spring and we're going to celebrate the hell out of summer. So, if you're wanting to break into the industry, it is going to be who you know, period, end of story. So same exact thing applies and patience and persistence and know that you're going to have to be willing to start at the bottom. Get your foot in the door. Be willing to start off as a marketing assistant, as a receptionist. Be willing to start as a processing assistant. Even if you were a quote unquote processor before, but you were a processor before at some bank that did a ton of refis, or you're a processor before at, at a credit union doing home equity lines of credit, be willing to stay, take a step back if it means that someone's gonna invest in you and teach you the business and expand your product knowledge and expand your skill set based on the responsibilities of that role. And that would be the advice I'd have for someone. It, it is still a great career. And it's a career that I believe has longevity, but that being said, it's not the easiest to break into right now when you're battling people who are recently laid off, who have experience, mm -hmm. but what you can offer straight up, here's what you can offer. You're willing to do the job at half the cost. That could be enticing to a lender, especially if you come across in your interview as someone who is competent, someone who has fire in their belly, someone who is career motivated, who is growth focused. Maybe a lender is willing to bring you on as a junior for six months because they feel confident they can get you for half the cost of an experienced processor. And by month seven, have you trained up to where now you can be a level one processor? Mm -hmm. That's something you bring to the table. Something else you may bring to the table being younger and newer in your career is you haven't maxed out 
your capabilities, your capacity. You haven't hit that ceiling. Your proverbial ceiling is, is limitless right now. That could be enticing. You need to be able to mention that in your interviews though. Like you need to be able to overcome the objections. The objections is why do I need to hire someone who's inexperienced? Well, I'm sir, because I'm full of potential and you can get me for a fraction of what you get them. A little bit of training, I can learn that skill set, but I'm gonna show up to the office every single day, eager to learn, willing to serve, and I'm gonna do it at a fraction of what someone else is willing to do. Like that's the advice I would give to my niece or her friends who was looking to break into the mortgage business but did not wanna become a salesperson, mm -hmm. right? Be willing to start on a sales desk. I mean, our regional processing manager, so she covers the state of Florida, she helps manage 19 processors, started nine years ago as my sales assistant. Hmm. Literally, 23 years old, right out of college. I had worked as a bank teller prior. Started as, as my sales assistant, then grew to junior LO, loan partner two, processor, and eventually parlayed her skill set and her personality mm -hmm. and her professionalism and her reliability, <laughs> dependability, aptitude, and attitude into regional processing manager. But where she got started was that of a sales assistant. I look at Kevin Murphy. Kevin Murphy is a top 1% mortgage loan originator in the US. He started as a $30,000 a year assistant who some days when there weren't enough loans to work on, put together office furniture, helped assemble computers for the new loan officer who was recently hired, mm -hmm. right? That was what he did. Now, he came in with the right attitude, the right aptitude. And by the way, do you know how he got his job? How did he get his job? Uh, because someone that he grew up with attended his mother's funeral. And after the funeral, invited that person back to uh, the house with the family to celebrate her life. And through conversation, just came about. Hmm. It wasn't a job posting. Right? It, it, it wasn't something he was seeking. It was something where opportunity knocked and he took advantage. And I share that because I think that's how the business world operates. That is life. That is why it's so important to get out there and network and create your own destiny and be willing to take a chance and be willing to start at the bottom. So as I conclude and we wrap up today's episode, there's definitely some people out there that look, you're not going to be able to find your forever home, your first go at it. You might be told no at every opportunity you want, they don't hire you. That doesn't mean that you give up and it doesn't mean that you quit. To me, it digs that chip on your shoulder even deeper. It makes you want to say, oh, you don't think I can hold my beer. Mm -hmm. All right, watch this. And you may have to take that job with that company who's willing to hire anybody who doesn't offer support and figure it out on your own. Because if you want it bad enough, you will. Because many of us who are successful in this industry, 10, 15, 25, 30 years later, we didn't have that, right? You have this podcast, you have Dave Savage's YouTube channel, you have enough tools at your disposal that if you want it bad enough, you can figure it out. And I'm sure we can go through so many other businesses where we, we can talk about entrepreneurs who have quote unquote made it and talk to them about what type of resources they had. Like many of us have to go out and create our own way. It just may mean reaching out and buying lots of people coffee so you can pick their brains. Mm -hmm. 
and then you pick their brains, you take notes, and then you implement things that they taught them or things that they taught you, focusing on getting 1% better per day, putting one step in front of the other, understanding that it is a marathon and not a sprint. So that's okay. And I want to recognize that before we, we wrap it up. I want to recognize that your first opportunity not might be a great opportunity only because they said yes. Only because they said yes. It was like the first girl that I kissed. Why'd I kiss her? It's the only thing you could get. Because she said yes. <sighs> yeah, because she said yes. We are at uh, uh, Nikki Zimmerman's pool party in middle school. Damn, you started young, bro. It was like one of those, like, I dare you to type things. Spin the bottle. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it was like, hey, you got to start somewhere. Right. You got to start somewhere. And, man, that's life and that's business. Well said. Yeah. I appreciate the topic, John. Hey, that's what I'm here for, to listen to you and educate, inspire, entertain, What's the other one? And motivate. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, so this one was very mortgage-specific, but I hope that our non-mortgage friends and our non-mortgage followers also gained value because I promise you, if this is what it takes in the mortgage industry... It's probably translatable. Oh, uh, yeah. We can just go right on through real estate. Yep. How about commercial real estate? Yeah. Yep. Life insurance? Probably. Yep. How about becoming a financial advisor? I'd say so. Yep. I mean, how about one of us want to sell clothing? Yeah, Tom James. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, we use those because those are our go-to five. Credit repair. Mm-hmm. What if I want to work in the title industry? What if I want to be a homeowner's insurance agent? Probably. Like, yes, yes, yes. All of this applies. All of this applies to your life, to your career. Get out there. Make of your life what you want. Don't let others get in the way, including yourself. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. You just tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. That is all the time we have for you today, but we will catch you on the next episode.